Florida Foodie. I'm Candace Campos. And I'm Lisa Bell. Competitive eating has grown in popularity over the last 15 years or so with shows like Man vs. Food or, of course, huge events like the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, drawing millions of eyeballs. Our guests today are making their careers by chowing down on food challenges across the country, even around the world, posting videos of their massive meals online. Yeah, they are currently touring around Florida and pretty much racking up the uh, calorie count, you can say. <laughs> we are joined today by Randy Santel, also known as Atlas, and Katina DeJarnette of Katina Eats Kilos. And there's a lot of kilos that both of you guys can consume <laughs> at a time. Well, welcome. Hey, thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. So... For people who might not understand this whole competitive eating world, how did you guys first just get involved in this world? Go ahead, Katina. Uh, so I got started in 2019 after doing a bodybuilding show in Spokane, Washington. I competed in the women's physique division and I came onto stage as this little tiny gal. And up until that show, I was on a hardcore diet, obviously to get really lean for stage. And I was hungry all the time. So I was myself watching all of these people eating food online and stuff. And um, I guess that probably tied into watching man versus food on TV beforehand as like a teenager even, but was watching people eat food online. And I was like, wow, I think I could eat that much. Like I am so hungry all the time. I could put away that amount of food, no problem. So uh, once I got done with my bodybuilding show, I was uh, feeling a little underweight and small. And so I just decided to grab like a cheap camcorder and take it with me to a food challenge, which uh, I had found on Randy's website, coincidentally, foodchallenges.com. And yeah, I did my first food challenge. It was easy. It was no problem at all. I wanted dessert afterward. And so I just kept, you know, grabbing my camera and going on to bigger and bigger food challenges. And I've been hooked ever since. Yeah, and my answer is pretty much very similar. That's one of the things we were able to first connect with is that I did a, I actually won a national body transformation contest in 2010, sponsored by Men's Health Magazine and then the television series Spartacus that was on the Stars Network. I ended up, uh, in order to, to, with my buddy that helped me with everything, we celebrated the end of that diet and transformation by doing a 11 pound, 28 inch pizza challenge in St. Louis, Missouri, where we're both from. And we ended up winning. We got the $50 pizza for free and then we got a check for $500 cash. So I realized through that, that I was pretty good. A month later, I did another challenge that was undefeated and I won $450 through that. And then just over the past 10 years, everything's been going. I'm coming up on 11 years in March. So it's been a fun journey. This is just amazing because <laughs> I, uh, I spent uh, many hours watching both of your YouTube channels. And when you see the amount of food, it is just astonishing. Um, and so you've, you've both been doing it for a few years now, but you now, both of you have hundreds of thousands of YouTube followers and people all around the world who are just in awe of what you're doing. When did you actually decide to take this to YouTube and go that route? Um, for me, it was pretty much right away. I just figured, why not put it on the on the internet? You know, um, it was something that I was watching, and so I figured that there might be a pretty big market for that out there. So, yeah, it was just one of those things where you have to put yourself out there, give it a try, and stick to it. And this is now your full time job because of that. Yes, absolutely. We do consider ourselves professional eaters. <laughs> 
Okay, so I mean, like, I'm going to try to put myself in your shoes, and that's very difficult because I cannot imagine eating the amount of food that you guys do. But what would a schedule be? So you know you're going to be competitive eating at three o'clock in the afternoon. What does your day consist of? How are you building up to it? Kind of give me an idea of a day in the life of a competitive eater. Yeah, pretty much. It's you only really need to train once. So back in the day when I first started and all of everything I have always done is pretty much on the articles on foodchallenges.com. But then there's only really one training for what we do because we're on a tour. So I do it. I do a challenge every day. Katina does about two to three per week. And so I'm six, five. So I burn a lot more calories than she does at five foot two. But when when I first started, all I'm like, what I try to do, if I can do in about 20 minutes, four uh, foot-long sandwiches from Subway, and then drink a gallon of water, I know that I'm okay. So I'll do that as a training before the tour starts. But then pretty much what I just, staying hydrated, getting whatever exercise you can in between challenges, in addition to doing all the stuff we have to do for our social media uh so yeah it's more about i guess being clean and empty ready for the next food challenge rather than actually training uh making sure you have the capacity because like i said every challenge pretty much trains you and keeps you going ready for the next one a day later so all of the competitive food eaters that I have seen seem to be really kind of thin people, uh, which is shocking because you would think with the amount of food you eat that you'd be like 8,000 pounds. But you all, I mean, is that part of it, having like a lot of muscle and stuff to being able to, for your body to just process such a huge quantity of food in a given setting? Go ahead, Katana. Um, so it, I guess every eater is a little bit different, but for me, what I like to do is I like to go by like a weekly calorie average. So I know for me and my body size and activity level, I can maintain my body weight on roughly 18,000 calories of food per week. And so I know that if I estimate, um, you know, an average restaurant challenge is around six to 7,000 calories. I know if I'm doing two of those, then that only really leaves me about 4,000 calories to play with throughout the rest of the week. And so that could mean that maybe the day after a challenge when I'm not hungry at all that I just completely fast. And then maybe like the days between that, I'm only eating maybe like a thousand calories or so. It all just kind of depends. It all balances out. And then I try and make sure, of course, that I'm being active, getting in some like steps and maybe a little bit of lifting here and there at the hotel gyms. But yeah, obviously being on tour, both of us are going to gain a little bit of weight. We're not able to be as active as we would be at home. So, I mean, you just kind of have to accept some weight gain. It is what we do. We are eaters, but yeah, trying to stay as healthy as possible is definitely key to helping you feel good and perform well as well. So when you start one of these challenges, you go to the restaurant hungry. Yes, absolutely starving most of the time. <laughs> so, I mean, so I've seen, so like, let's say Nathan's hot dog eating a contest, right? They're like soaking their buns in bread. And I mean, it, it's a mess, right? So I'm assuming that there is a certain strategy to eating, whether it's a burger or pasta or like, so can you kind of walk us through what kind of strategy you guys kind of attack the food at <laughs> in that way? 
Yeah. So with what you're talking about, that's more of an eating contest where a whole bunch of people are in a line and they just have to see how many hot dogs they can eat within 10 short minutes. So with that, yeah, a lot of those people, pretty much everybody are stuffing or they're dunking the buns and the hot dogs into the water so that they don't really have to drink anything and they don't really have to chew too much either. Usually with that, like every hot dog just gets bitten like four times, just enough so that they can swallow it fast and move on to the next one. With what we do, it's more food challenges kind of like what you might have watched on the show uh the travel channel show man versus food so let's say like tonight i'm on my way to west palm beach florida where i've got to eat two three and a half pound deep dish pizzas within 50 minutes so with that our big thing is not really so much the winning it's more so making the food looks delicious kind of providing a great viewer experience for everybody watching so if we dunked all of our like pizza or burger or whatever in water it would be really gross and not many people would want to watch us so we might dip like the like tonight i'll probably dip my pizza crust into marinara sauce or anything like that but it's more uh not so much about how fast you can eat i mean to an extent you want to eat quickly but it's more about providing a great viewer experience you want the people watching our videos afterwards to say wow that looked really good yeah i will say when i was watching Watching some of your YouTube videos, I was getting really hungry. But then, as they were going on, and I was like, "Oh, do you are you going to get sick?" You know, because I feel like, do you ever get sick after eating that much food? Because it just seemed like so much. Oh yes, yeah. After 936 food challenge wins, I have. Uh, yeah, there's definitely been a few times where I've gotten sick, and pretty much almost always that leads to disqualification, which is unfortunate. But you just got to go back when wow. you're ready. And does that happen right at the table? You like throw up right at the table? Uh, well, if I know that it could be coming, I'll, I'll make sure that they have a trash can nearby. Because, uh -huh. yeah, that's embarrassing to get sick with a bunch of people watching and a uh, trash can not be there. I know. I don't think that's happened for Katina, but it's definitely happened for me, I think, twice now. And, yeah, that's definitely unfortunate when that happens. Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to not get to that point while at a table. I'll usually call it quits, but yeah, definitely have gotten sick after a challenge a couple times, especially if it's super like fatty or super sweet. Sometimes you just hit that limit and you can't help it afterward. But of course, we try our best not to. So going back to Candace's question, if there are any tips, because one thing I noticed is that while the challenges that I saw um, were going on, both of you seem to be sipping on a beer. And I thought, like, how are they doing that? Because that would make me feel really full to have a beer and this amount of food. <laughs> I don't think Katina's done too much beer, but we definitely, you might be thinking soda. I know usually at the end of challenges, we might have like a diet soda. Uh, and the, the funny thing is, is you do do, we usually do diet just for the calories. Uh, Cause I mean, sometimes if the food's not very good or else if I'm just tired of the flavor, there's been challenges where I've had like eight Coca-Colas or diet Cokes and the sugar all adds up. Uh, but I do a lot of, I drink a lot of beer because not only do I love beer, but also a lot of beer, uh, I guess, sponsors and promoters want to be involved with our videos and stuff since we get so many views. So I'll try to do quite often a beer or two along the way. Uh, what about you, Katina? 
Um, yeah, I've only done beer a handful of times in the challenges, um, just because I do like to avoid those liquid calories. Uh, I do tend to lean heavily on like diet soda, but I mean, either way, even if you're using beer or you're using soda, it's all about the carbonation that you're getting from those drinks that kind of just helps you burp up that excess air that comes a lot of time with like the bread or the vegetables, stuff like that. So it's kind of strategic in that way. Yeah. That, so it does help to have the carbonation. Yeah, that, that does. I mean, that does make sense. Yeah. So you're in the middle of your competition. You're in the middle of, of eating your dish, right? And is there a point where you have to like almost mentally like go away for a little bit and just kind of do you listen yeah. to music? I mean, how, how do you get how do you get through it sometimes on days that you know that, you know, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough to get through it? More about just persistence and being just really diehard wanting to win. I mean, you, yeah, there gets to a point where you hit the wall and you don't really want to eat anymore. Sometimes you get to the point where you're just chewing the food, not really wanting to swallow. When it gets to that point, a lot of the times it's just about willpower. Uh, sometimes your body might say, heck no, we're not doing this. But most of the time, yeah, you just pretty much will it to happen. Uh, I used to listen to music. Uh, back in the early days when we didn't have so many people coming to our challenges. Now I don't really listen to too much music because I want uh, the fans and friends and subscribers at the events to interact with me and kind of be part of the video. So I don't really do too much music. At that point now, it's just pretty much, yeah, willpower, just wanting to get the win. Both of us, Katina and I, are both really competitive. So that kind of helps us uh, have an advantage. So what's been your favorite thing you've had to eat so far in Florida? Go ahead, Katina. Oh my goodness. I would that have gives to me say, time to think. <laughs> <laughs> we just did an incredible challenge at Porky's uh, Bayside Restaurant in Marina in Marathon, Florida. That's like the halfway point along the Keys, I guess. Um, yeah, it was incredible. We each had to eat uh, two racks of ribs. One of them was a baby back rib. One was spare ribs, which were incredible. And along with that, we had to eat some tostones and then arroz con gris, which I'm learning how to say. There you and go. And deep fried key lime pie. And um, they have been featured on the Canadian Food Network and the Canadian Travel Channel. So their food was next level. And every bite of that was fantastic. Yeah, they really are known for their fried key lime. I've, I've driven past them and I've, you just kind of have to stop. So it's fun that, that, you, that you guys got to see that. Randy, do you agree with the ribs? I mean, you're from Missouri, St. Louis. So I feel like that's a high bar, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the ribs. I'm going to go with, I've had quite a few pizza challenges so far during this trip. I just had one yesterday at 305 Pizza, which is in Miami. They've got two locations. But then also up in Dunedin, uh, Florida, I did a Madison, no, Katina and I, we did a team, like 32-inch, like 11, 12-pound uh, team pizza challenge that had a whole bunch of vegetables. And I think they've won uh, best pizza in Tampa Bay like two years in a row. That was delicious. And then uh, down in Cape Coral, Florida, I had a whole bunch of Italian food. I know Amore uh, Italian Bakery and Market, they had a really good like multi-level Parmesan sandwich challenge. Wow. That was delicious. Chicken Parmesan, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> So I want to go back a little bit. Both of you been, have been doing this now for several years, but how did the two of you meet? Because you're now right, am I, you're, you're partners now. Partners. We are, yes. yes. Yeah, yes. we actually <laughs> met in Alaska. Uh, I was emailed and offered a, a trip pretty much to Alaska to do a 
team pizza challenge and I wanted to have a partner with me that could eat and that also would be fun to hang out with because I didn't want to just go there for a day I wanted to go there for like 10 days and most competitive eaters are professional eaters whatever you want to call it uh, they have other I guess day jobs that they have and I knew that somebody wouldn't be able to just ask their boss off for 10 days off work and I knew Katina wasn't working and we had never collabed before she was just focused on her videos and everything she does in the Air National guard so i called her up no i didn't call her i fa i slid into her dms oh, uh, i messaged work. her to, back in i think it was may or june 2020 i had been emailed or invited by a pizza restaurant up in nanana alaska to do their undefeated team pizza challenge yeah i messaged her and then she thankfully said yes ah yeah, so you got most of the story there. Um, so yeah, he invited me out to Alaska for that pizza challenge. And thankfully, there were a few more food challenges on the docket. And yeah, I had my schedule open in, in July when we were able to meet up there. And yeah, we just back to back to back did a bunch of food challenges. And we were in the car for hours together in between those challenges because we were everywhere from Anchorage all the way up to Fairbanks and back and forth again. Um, so that was hours in the car. And we even got to start our first day on a nice little fishing trip together where neither of us caught anything but it was still a lot of fun and then we went right into doing a barbecue challenge so um yeah it was like a interesting first meeting experience i actually lost my first challenge in front of him which was kind of crazy and sad because at the time he was kind of like still my food challenge pioneer hero because <laughs> I was still like in fangirl mode because I had just met him for the first time. I'd watched all his videos, etc. So it was super embarrassing to lose my first challenge ever in front of him. So yeah. And then uh, thankfully he still liked me afterward. And then we got to know each other better as the trip went on and the rest is history. And now you guys have been around the world together. Tell us about some of the places well you've been. Not yet. Katina actually was finishing up school. She just got her. I'm actually in the process of becoming a dietitian. So in 2022, I'll be a registered dietitian and then I'll be retiring from food challenges and professional eating. And then I'll use all my social media to help our community with nutrition and better understand weight management and stuff like that. And then the great thing about Katina, she just graduated from where? Yeah, I just graduated from Gonzaga University with a degree in kinesiology. So oh, cool. our uh, degrees complement each other pretty well. Go dogs. Um, uh, I thought I saw you guys on the island somewhere eating something recently. Turks and Caicos. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. One of the one of the great things is is that she's more all about experiences rather than stuff. Uh, we're both kind of minimalists as far as possessions and stuff like that, which makes her uh, very easy to travel with and just be with. But yeah, for Christmas I gave her a trip to Turks and Caicos, uh, <laughs> kind of selfishly so that I could go do a food challenge that I've been wanting to do. Uh, that actually, the video is posting today. But then I knew it would be great for her because she likes the beach and stuff like that. And we ended up filming. I filmed four videos. I think she filmed three. So for people who are thinking about quitting their day job and becoming just professional eaters. Lisa, are you interested? I know. Yeah. How? I mean, how lucrative is it and how hard is it to really, you know, turn this into a career? 
it took me a very long time. So and I've had a lot of help in 2013. I'd already been doing it for almost three years. My friend, Magic Mitch Dombrowski, who is a professional leader as well, he joined on the team and started doing all the editing. And then I had a friend named Arthur uh, join in, in in 2016. So both of them, they do all the editing. But I would say it took, I really, a big reason I'm able to still be here and doing all this is uh, my family, my mom and dad let me live with them and be their room be their roommates uh, for three years while I was getting my foodchallenges.com website going and all that. So now everything is going well because my Facebook page is monetized. That has 1.4 million subscribers. And then face or on YouTube, we have 1.26 million uh, subscribers. So everything is going well. Katina was able to kind of get to the point where she had a sustainable living a lot quicker than me. It took me like eight. What about you, Katina? Yeah, it only really took me about a year before I was making what I would consider would be like the average middle class person's income. So I got really, really lucky and really fortunate with mine. Um, it all comes down to sort of like luck of the draw with like how many views you're getting, what your reach is, and um, if you happen to have a video go viral or something. So for me, my page really took off when I did an Olive Garden video. Um, I did the never ending pasta bowl uh, deal that they had there and I continued eating pasta over and over and over again uh, bowl after bowl of that and for whatever reason I thought it was a terrible quality video but it went viral and that really helped get my name out there and then I got another like good additional nudge in the right direction um, I would say uh, maybe six or seven months later when my 72 ounce steak challenge went viral um, and reached over 2.6 million people now. So that's been really amazing. So how many bowls of pasta did you eat at that Olive Garden? <laughs> I knew that was going to be the next question. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I remember right, it was like eight or nine, I believe. And then of course you have to add breadsticks and salad to that because they are delicious. Did the server know who you were and what was their reaction when they, like when you kept ordering more and more? No, so they didn't know who I was. Um, I was still like small potatoes. I didn't, didn't really, I didn't have a name out there really at the time. Um, but yeah, I uh, just told him, I said, look, my goal here is to beat the, the store record for how many bowls of pasta someone can get through. And I think at that location, it was like six. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go beat this record here. Um, and so they were really awesome about bringing me bowls ahead of time. Cause I guess normally the rule is that you have to finish your bowl. And I didn't want to just sit there and wait forever. And also I I didn't want to camp at his table so he was just really nice and kept bringing me bowl after bowl like right when i was ready for it so you guys are so you guys are on tour in florida here in orlando we want to know what are you guys kind of what's up your sleeve i could say and can people come and see you in orlando do you right. know is any of that lined up uh, well, we don't really have too much lined up because we're going to be in and out of Orlando quite often. I know we're going to be doing a Korean food challenge. I know there's a big burger and cake video or challenge that Katina's already done that I haven't. That's at the Hard Rock, I think, cafe in Orlando. But Katina is very big into Disney, and I'm really wanting to go to Harry Potter World and Universal. So we're going to do that on uh, some of the days, but then do food challenges at night. Right now, we're actually in Miami. So all the Miami 
and a little bit north of that is all figured out. We're still working on putting together the Orlando schedule. But yeah, pretty much 100% of all of the events are public. Uh, we do still go by all the social distancing and stuff like that. Pretty much everybody have masks and all the standard stuff we've all been doing. But yeah, if you're interested in the schedule, the schedule for both Katina and myself, uh, if you just want to use the redirecting URL, randysantelschedule.com or else if you go to foodchallenges.com it is the top thing on the homepage. and so even if you go to katinaeatskilos.com pretty much everywhere the schedule is linked or else you can follow myself on facebook uh, instagram or youtube everything's randy santel and then it's all katina eats kilos same stuff for katina so yeah randy santel schedule.com and you'll be able to see all of our events that we continually keep updated you mentioned Korean food and I've you know seen you eat pizzas and steaks and burgers. What is the hardest thing to eat in one of these challenges? Katina, what do you think? Well, now that I've done it for the first time, I would say uh, big ice cream challenges because there's so much oh. sugar involved. <laughs> and what about like a brain freeze? Right. Uh, yeah, for whatever reason, I didn't get a brain freeze doing my most recent ice cream challenge, but, um, yeah, it's a, the sugar can really hit you. It doesn't matter if you have enough room. There's just like a certain point where it just, you start to like, I don't know, get like a little buzzy about it. So <laughs> it, it really hits you different. So I, I would say for me, that has been my new big, like, wow, that is a toughie. Yeah, and just to go on top of that, it's not even so much the ice cream. The one that Katina's talking about at Sloan's here in the Miami area, they had tons of different brownies, cookies, and stuff like that. I've done cupcake challenges, pretty much anything that's just really high in sugar. Those can be tough. But also, too, uh, anything that's overcooked, whether it be a pizza or a big slab of meat, beef, a uh, big burger. I've done a four pound uh, burger patty that was way overcooked. Oh. Once it's overcooked, it dries out and just gets really chewy and tough to eat. So you have to use a whole bunch of extra liquids in order to get it down. So yeah, I would say overcooked, big meaty challenges. And then yeah, very high sugar dessert challenges are rough. Is there any type of food you don't like? I mean, I've seen the pizzas. Are, what if someone puts a bunch of anchovies on there or something like that? I actually just did a challenge here in Miami at a place called Taquera Viva Mexico, where I ate uh, pig ears, uh, stomach, intestines, and tongue. So that was all pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the same reaction my mom had. But my big thing is I don't like, I don't really ever want to eat Carolina Reaper peppers or anything just super spicy. So I'll eat pretty much anything else, just nothing that's just so spicy that it ruins your body and hurts you for like two or three days. And what would you say is like the one food that you're like, I would love to do a challenge on yes. this food? anything grilled cheese grilled okay. cheese is always amazing uh, i love anything buffalo chicken uh if i had to do one challenge i think i would want to do a french onion soup challenge i've never done one mm. that would be amazing that'd be very high in salt but hmm. what about you katina I've always wanted to do like a full English breakfast challenge. I thought that would be a lot of fun or anything breakfast related. I love waffles, pancakes, just breakfast items are the best items of food to me. So anything along that line. Anything covered in sausage gravy has got to be good. <laughs> I guess if you're in Miami, you should try Joe's stone crabs. 
because I mean, you you will have a you'll have some competition there because I've seen people knock back some stone crabs pretty intensely. All right, that sounds pretty good. We're yeah. doing a big uh, wagyu steak uh, tomahawk challenge tomorrow, so we're excited about that. That'll be fun. How big is that steak? Uh, the tomahawk steak's like three pounds total, uh, but that's with bone. And then there's going to be a, I think it's a Brazilian word, picanha steak. Uh, there's going to be one of those too, along with cream spinach and some macaroni and cheese. So if you're able to eat the huge portion that they give you, the restaurant will give you the meal for free and they typically give you a sum of money and a t-shirt. Back in the day, there used to be more cash prizes. When I first started in like 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, Travel Channel's Man Versus Food was a lot more popular back then. So there were more food challenges available. There's not too many that have cash prizes anymore. And if there are, they're like 50 or 100 bucks or some places will give out like a small gift card or anything just to get you to come back later. Pretty much nowadays, most food challenge prizes just consist of free meal, a sweet t-shirt or Katina calls them groovy t-shirts. And then usually if the place has like an ongoing challenge, they'll have a wall of fame where you get your picture and name and photo up on there. But you're doing it for the uh, social media and the clicks, and that's how you're making your money. Yeah, for Katina and I, definitely the video is the most important. I mean, pretty much even if we did have to pay 50, 75, whatever for the meal, we'd still do it just because of what you can make and get uh, just all the growth that happens from the videos. Mm -hmm. So, so Randy, you are on your way. Uh, you're obviously parked, but you're on your way to your your next, you know, your next you know food food challenge food yes. challenge um are you hungry are you oh yeah you're starving yeah i haven't eaten since i actually did a pizza challenge last night at 305 pizza in miami and that was like six seven pounds and tonight i've got to eat thankfully just video wise it's going to be different pizza but i've got to eat about seven pounds of deep dish pizza in west palm beach at a place called uh pizza paradise so that'll be fun. But yeah, I'm on my way after we finish this. Have you ever had like an x-ray of your stomach to see if it's like stretched like a certain amount that it's, you know, you are physically capable of handling more food than the average person? They actually did that on an old TV show uh, with a guy named Furious Pete. But this kind of goes along with a question you guys asked earlier that Katina answered. And on top of that, there's a thing called the belt of fat theory that they have in competitive eating. The reason that most of like the big time eaters are all thin is because pretty much the more fat and abdominal fat you have around your midsection, that keeps all of your organs from being able to move around. They're restricted. So your stomach's not really able to expand as much as it would if there was no fat. Because like after I get done with a big tour, uh, I'm not able to eat as much as I was earlier on in the tour when I was thinner. The bigger I get, the less I can eat. So it kind of works like that for most people. And I just have one more question for you guys. You must wear like elastic pants or something when you go to these challenges, <laughs> right? Katina you know, wears like, jeans a lot more often than How that. is that possible? You gotta go for those low cut stretchy jeans, but uh, every now and then I'll wear my mom jeans and yeah. <laughs> just to keep it all sucked in afterward. Cause man, your stomach will be really sticking out after some of these food challenges. Yeah, with Katina, just because of her size, you can always tell after she's eaten a lot. It's a little <laughs> bit more difficult with me just because I'm bigger already. Mm -hmm. 
do you guys like just go out and eat something little? Are you, are you ever like, mm, I'm going to go out and like have a salad together? You guys just you, you guys uh, we, eat small, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. And we like going out to restaurants just because and like when we were in Turks and Caicos, I don't think we ate in the, the room at all, our Airbnb. And just like we took off Valentine's Day, we didn't want to do an event on Valentine's Day or anything like that. We went down in Homestead, Florida to a really good Cuban restaurant. And we were both we watched the movie Chef. Uh, with John Favreau. So we were wanting while we're down here to have some Cuban sandwiches. And yeah, we just ate normal portions for that. Well, Katina, uh, Randy, it's just been such an amazing conversation with you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And please, please, what you do, just let us know. We'll we'll make sure to kind of forward the information out to everybody. So that way, when you guys are here in Orlando, you can have some good some good fans behind just supporting you guys on. So again, thank you so much for talking with us. Oh, no, we have a lot of subscribers all around the area in Orlando and just all throughout Florida, which is a big reason that we're here and here for so long. So, yeah, we appreciate everybody watching our videos, supporting both of us. And thank you guys all for listening to this episode. All right. Well, good luck. You know, good luck on the challenge today, guys. Hey, yes, we appreciate you. you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guests, Randy Santel and Katina Dejernet. You can find Randy on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Randy Santel. If you're looking for Katina online, search Katina Eats Kilos. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell. Search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter. Just search at Candace News 6. And on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Florida Foodie is available to download wherever you get your podcasts. Please take the time to rate and review us there as well. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash podcast.